Do you talk about it with your friends? Do you dare talk about it with your grandparents? The Sealed Section, talking everything sex for everyone. Hello Shaggers and welcome back to The Sealed Section. Now today is the second part to the two-part series with Lee at Night. And let me just tell you, if you loved the first part, you're going to love this second part even more. Leah and I spoke about clients who were women, outcalls, boundaries, even more about brothels and some of the funny and a bit more wacky stories that Leah has to tell. We talked about dating and even ninja orgasms, if you have even heard of what a ninja orgasm is. So Shaggers, please enjoy the second part of Leah Knight's episode. Do you have many female customers coming at all or is it mainly like a male um, clientele? Um, no, look, women see sex workers. Um, I think probably increasingly. I've yeah. seen um, a sex worker in the past and I plan to see another one in the future. Um, I think it's sort of like definitely on the rise for women. Um, and, and a lot of them are being like more open about it too, which I think is fantastic because stigma against clients is just insane like that's I I think that's another big issue like stigma issue whole on its own but um that's to say like they're usually better clients I won't say I won't lie but they're you know like there's always I think because maybe I personally have had fewer like um female clients as to male clients obviously Um, the ratio of shit clients is just like, I don't know, maybe backwards. Like they've all been really good except for maybe one. And that was, I think, partially a age thing and a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. Um, she would have had to have been in her seventies. Um, and she comes from like a really sexually repressed, um culture so that's yeah I think that was the main issue there but she she saw me for 15 minutes and like I said like 50 60 bucks right I did a good job too she was well pleased um (laughs) but then she was like oh yeah she was so she would have paid like 80 bucks for that and she was like oh would it be cheaper if like maybe you came to my home like oh dude no like that's like I don't even do this service like for 50 it's like you know you'd be looking at like minimum 400 yeah <laughs> that's too much that's too expensive I'm like, oh, honey oh bless you sweet summer child <laughs> get out of my room <laughs> do you but, do yeah. many call outs um i haven't gone to a client's place um on my own in years actually it's probably been close to a decade I think since I last did that and this is why I um my last call out to like a place on my own was to this dude who lived out the back of his parents place in a bungalow I was expected to sneak back like the like through the garden to the back gate because he didn't want his parents to know if we've seen sex worker the place was like it wasn't even a bungalow. It was like the inside of a shed. The mm-hmm. mattress was on milk crates. It was like every gross thing you can possibly think of. Yeah. 
all wrapped up in one thing. Like, and then even the shower he had, like, oh my God, I went home and bathed in bleach. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, it was like an outdoor shower, like shed type deal. And it was just so, I, yeah, I ran from that and was like, I'm never doing this shit again. Yeah. <laughs> they can come to me. <laughs> I don't care how yeah. illegal it is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't like sneaking through someone's like, I'm 30. Like, dude, no children do that shit. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I don't go to people's houses anymore. I'm just done with that. Is it harder to like um, protect like your, you know, your safety and like yourself in those situations because you're going into their territory? Um, well, look, there's always a risk. Uh, so, I mean, this client and I, we had a great rapport. Like he was, he was fine. Like as a client, he was lovely. Yeah. Like, I mean, apart from the fucking surroundings, but yeah, like he was a nice enough guy. Like we got along on text and like in person, he was fine. It was just, the situation was just abysmal. So, um, I wasn't worried for my safety in that regard, but, um, I've always, anytime I've gone out on an out call, I always have the address with someone who knows where I am, knows how yep. long I'm going to be there. I'll have someone call me. Um, and in those situations, I always had a driver as well. So I had someone sitting out the front of that path, you know, yep. or whatever and had him on speed dial. So, um, I yeah, not too worried. And I never had a bad, like real bad experience, like in and out call, like nothing violent or anything like that. Um, again, like I'm insanely privileged in that I've had, a, you know, I've had great clients throughout my career. Um, I've walked out on clients, plenty of them. And it, the last few years, actually, it's usually been just for boundary pushing shit. Like, so it makes me really angry because I have that moment of guilt because I'm like, I'm walking out of this booking. I'm taking your money. You've got most of your time left to go Get the fuck out. And I'm feeling bad because like, I didn't do my job. And I feel like, like, I don't, like, I know you didn't get ripped off because you didn't do the right thing. But at the same time, like, God damn it. It's so easy to not fuck it. Just play by the rules. You know, I wanted to complete that booking. Like what yeah. the hell? Like, so there's like a really weird, like, guilt and anger thing that comes from like having to walk for such little things but at the same time you can't put up with someone constantly pushing your boundaries like if I say I don't kiss don't do this constantly like stop trying to kiss me all through them like that's just not gonna fly like yeah no yeah um, give them give them an inch like, yeah. they'll, they'll take your head and face fuck you with it like I'm not yeah. kidding just no so I can imagine know. you would really have to have like be strong on them because as soon as you break a little they would just keep pushing yeah so you've got to be yeah so I've kind of I've always been like insanely strict on that like I'm always really clear like it used to be like three goes you're out like and it used to be like three no's on one specific thing. So God, this is how patient I was. Oh my God. So if you try kissing me and I warned you, okay, that's your kiss warning. You get two more of those. Yeah. And he tried to put a finger up my bum. Well, that's the bum warning. You get two more of those. Like, and then just like that. Yeah. But no. Oh, now it's just three of anything. Like, yeah. And you're lucky you get that. Like I'm yeah. a bee's dick away from going, you get one fucking chance. One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I've 
but I'm yeah I'm pretty strict about that and most of the time they don't they don't go for the second chances they're usually too scared of my reaction after the first one yeah, <laughs> yeah. so well, yeah. it's good that they're then like if they're scared from the first one to not keep doing it especially if they see other sex workers that do let them push boundaries then they would just expect that it's okay with others and that's when like you can be you know like sexual assault and different things and like it's yeah. not fair on like other, you yeah. know, other people yeah well see that's the thing it breaks my heart to see other sex workers going through that but at the same time I don't know their situation like that that booking might have fed them for that week you know like yeah. it might have saved them from eviction I don't you know I don't know like I'm really really privileged in that you know I have for years now like I'll yeah I'll staff rather than see a client but like how often does that really happen yeah a handful of times um mostly because I have great clients and if I am in a real jam like someone's always around to beat me 10 bucks for you know milk and honey so I'm very lucky in that regard but uh, a lot of people don't have the option of you know just turning down bookings because you know they might push your boundaries once or twice you know he's usually a good client it was just that one time you know like I can't judge him but yeah, yeah. Uh, what boundaries do, like do you personally set like at work um if I'm in a my service is kind of a bit different uh privately because I'm sorry they fucking deserve it more <laughs> well first off they pay more but um they're also generally nicer clients Sorry, my brothel boys, but, you know, lift your game, dudes. <laughs> um, but they are. They're generally nicer clients and, like, highlighting that most of them can shower. That helps with soap. It's great. Yeah. Don't have to even prompt them. Sometimes they come in smelling so good you beg them not to have a shower. <laughs> just like, all that for me? Let me climb you like a tree. <laughs> so yeah look different services but uh in a parlor like I have real strict like I am not a girlfriend experience like you mm-hmm. want a girlfriend experience I'll charge you an extra 200 like not fuck you that whole hour berate you for liking other people's Instagram Instagram posts and then like when the buzzer goes off break off with you really loudly and throw your fucking clothes out the out the door and that's that's the girlfriend experience if you want to fucking try that with me yeah <laughs> But otherwise, it's like, you know, I offer a full service, so like sex, oral. Um, I do occasionally offer a massage uh, unless it's at night because I've had too many clients fall asleep. It's just like booze, sex, and a massage. Like, no, just yeah. boo, like, just get out. <laughs> no one wants to massage a client at night and have them fall asleep on you. Yeah. It's just no. Um, and then, like, I'll offer a bunch of extras. So, and that'll, that's usually limited to like their imagination, whether or not I can be bothered at the day. So, um, anything, like, I don't offer anything without a condom. Uh, so, it's all safe sex. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of like in the brothel, you get to be like a little bit more creative. So, I've tried out all sorts of different random services, everything from like, we did a, a blindfolded, like, like mystery double at one point where I think that was at the first parlor I ever worked. So we'd have like the client could choose one girl and then like 
usually I'd like blindfold them, get them up, like showered and all that sort of stuff. And then I choose a mystery girl to come up with me. And we do like a mystery double while he's like blindfolded and he wouldn't know who the second person is. Um, and we just charge up the ass for that. And God damn, that was popular. Was like it? just random, anything you could think of, like you could, you could spit out on that intro room and someone is going to take you up on it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun brothel work. It's very, <laughs> keeps you on the toes. Yeah, I can imagine it would. So do, um, each brothel then change from what they offer or are they generally all pretty similar? Uh, well, brothels really, it's, uh, you'll have, uh, brothels are like, well, it depends. Like some, so you might have like a, like a fetish house, I guess, when mm-hmm. you know, it's all BSM sort of stuff, fetish stuff. They'll have like dungeons and stuff set up, which is really good because that shit's expensive. So if you want to go, so like that's that's your that's your space. Um, but brothels generally only limited by the the people that work there. So it all depends on the sort of, the sort of um, workers that you've got there. Uh, where I was was pretty basic, you know, suburban brothel. Yeah, uh, I was offering like tie and tease stuff like tie them up and tickle them until they cry and beg like <laughs> so it's not not your usual Coburg fair I'd say um so it is like really just depends on the people you've got working there so yeah, yeah. do you have fun then doing different things like that yeah and they always end up they, clients that are willing to take a risk on a random like just pulled out of my ass here it is like you want to fuck my elbow sure let's pay for that like those guys are always like you always have the best time with them because they're up for anything yeah. <laughs> like anything you throw at them they're like this is fun yeah and anything that makes you really just like have a good time like just authentically it yeah. makes you remind it reminds you why you love like you do. it's moments like that that you're just like I love this job like I'm getting paid for this shit like one time me and my friend she pulled me into a booking because I was doing nothing she's like do you want to make a whole heap of butt like money and just like watch YouTube videos with me I was like yeah she goes in and the client's like on the massage table and she's like have a seat <laughs> so we just sat on him the whole time and just, just said you like, yeah, he just wanted to be used as furniture for like an hour and a half. So oh we, you know, we got paid for sitting on him and just doing our thing. Like we were lounging on a normal couch together, just hanging out, watching YouTube and laughing. And that's it. That's all we did the whole time. Oh, we my gosh. I mean, it's, that stuff doesn't happen every day. But no, like, of course. Oh it does. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be such like, yep, that was an easy way to make money just to sit on someone. <laughs> What's the weirdest request you've had from a client? Um, so, well, I already have a YouTube uh, video covering this and yeah. it's, it has never changed because no one's really topped it. Like I've had some great fun, like notable mentions. Um, someone used to pay me to fart in their face. Like, they'd literally blow air in my ass and then, like, I'd fart it back in their face, usually in their mouth. Like, I don't I don't know why that's a thing, but okay, you do yep. you, boo. Okay. Yep. Pays Yes. Um, what else? 
that's probably that's probably a really notable mention to be honest don't get too many strange requests but my favorite all time is in my first six months of working I um some guy walked in and like he was apparently notorious for only picking the new girl like and by six months in like you work your hardest in your first six months especially back then because everything is new like every dick you look at oh my god every dick every dick for at least six months is completely different and every time you're like please stay on like just it every dick is different I can't even like it's just and it's because it's right in your face those six months so it's just everything is new so by the end of that six months when the client goes in and goes I want the brand new girl please your back's already up you're going fuck what is this cunt gonna do to me like it's gonna be like what buttons is he gonna push usually because that for me is going he wants the new one because he can push boundaries and try all this other shit and try like oh but all the other girls let me do that like all of that shit they pull on the new girls is what I assume this dude's gonna do yeah coupled with all of the other whores sat me down was like now Leah it's gonna be fine gonna be fine it's gonna be don't worry it's it's gonna be fine everyone but like sitting neck like hand on like hand on my leg like it's gonna be okay and i'm just like jesus fucking christ like and the guy's fit like i mean he's built like a brick shit out like yeah if he wants to hurt me like i'm thinking holy fuck like and they're they're in on it like what the fuck am I walking into like I was genuinely a little bit afraid of what was about to go down yeah so I get up there I'm so defensive by the time we get up the stairs and into the room and I'm like okay so if you want to get unchanged and um you know hop in the shower the towels there blah 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 you know I don't need to if you just want to like have a seat over there I'm like um but if you don't get in the shower, like, I'm not legally obligated to touch you in any way. That's fine. I don't need you to, hun. Just have a seat on the bed. Oh. Okay. Okay. So just, like, sits on the edge of the bed, like, just on the corner. Yes. And then he um he proceeds to get undressed. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, do I need to grab a condom or anything? Like, no, no, you don't, because he didn't have a shower. It's just fine. Like, just chill. Just stay there, Leah. You're going to be fine. This is going to be fine. Like, I'm echoing the <laughs> downstairs in my head. Like, it's going to be all it's good. Be fine. <laughs> He's getting undressed, right? And he is built like it, like all muscles, dude. Like, holy yeah. fuck. Raging hard on. And then the most unexpected fucking thing happens. He does a, like, a handstand, like, headstand thing against the wall. Yeah. And like, and I just, <laughs> like every time I just mental picture, like he does the headstand, I just remember like his dick just being like, right, like dangly. And I'm just like, this is funny as shit. But I'm like baby home mode. So I'm just like, are you serious? Leo? Like straight face. You don't know what's coming. Like, the fuck am I doing here? Like, what is, it, what is he going to ask me to do? Like, what the fuck? Then he lowers his dick into his mouth and he sucks his own dick to completion while standing upside down in front of <laughs> That would take so much I effort. I me for that. <laughs> like, what is it like? The whole time I'm just like, 
holy fuck, I love my job. Like, what the fuck am I watching? I like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, but like physically I'm, I'm just stuck there. <laughs> like, I don't think I've moved the whole time. Like, cause I'm just like anticipating after he's finished. I'm like, do I applaud? Like, do I stop throwing twenties at him? Like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I was like blown away, so to speak. Oh, I would have been blown away. I've never seen that. It was so funny. Like I didn't even know it was possible. Like my generate, like I grew up thinking like, okay, the myth that was it Marilyn Manson had like had ribs removed or whatever, so we could see yeah. So I had that, that in the back of my mind, like, that's not physically impossible. You've got to have roots removed, don't you? No, no, no. That's a thing guys can do. Like, seriously. Wow. Like, seriously, check out, like, the self-suck. It, like, just give it a go. Like, it's it's a whole rabbit hole if you're ready oh for it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Literally. And so, like, was he in the handstand position that whole time? Yeah, the whole time. Like, like that I mean, in itself. Way, <laughs> um, against the wall. So he had the wall for support. Yeah. But, like... Even like that is fucking impressive. Like, <laughs> that is impressive. How do you do that? That's like for women, like coming standing up while balancing on a fucking beach ball. Like that's like that's sexual gymnastics at its finest, right? Literally. And I was, I had no idea how to react. I don't even think I reacted. I was just like, "Well, that's nice, honey. There's the shower." <laughs> <laughs> so did he pull that so did he do that to all the new girls yeah so he only ever went to see new girls so all these bitches downstairs they knew what was coming (laughs) one of them fucking warned me they did that shit purely to fuck with me like yeah oh that's so funny I mean, now I would be saying I'd have done the same fucking thing as them. I'd be like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fine. But I would have done it with that whole deadpan, like, it's gonna be fine. You're gonna totally survive this. Oh One day God. you get to tell grandkids about it, like. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. My mouth is actually hurting from laughing and smiling so much. <laughs> So throughout your time as a sex worker, have you had like any relationships during that time? Um, yes. Uh, not many, to yeah. be honest. Um, I feel like, uh, so I had a relationship and just sort of as I was getting into sex work. Yeah. And so that never really, it didn't really impact that particular relationship at all. Um, but I became really like my standards, holy shit. They went from like, I don't know, putting up with that wanker that was cheating on me. (laughs) I like dropped pretty much just as I was sort of starting sex work room, like becoming like self-aware of my worth kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, drop that drop kick. And then like my standards only like strengthened and like got higher. So Yeah, I have high standards. Like, for someone who wants to actually see me, per- like, in my personal life, like, fuck, man, my clients treat me really good. Yeah. You had better fucking treat me better. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you're not up for that, then you know what? Fucking plants and animals are better than people anyway. So I'm Literally. kind of really good at, you know, really happy being on my own. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, how have like any relationships you've had, how have they been like 
in response to your work? Like, have they been supportive of it? Um, well, the people in my life have, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I haven't had many, like, actual relationships. I've had, like, fuck buddies, but they already know that I'm in... Because I'm very open about my sex work. Yeah. Um, I don't, like... I don't really think I even had any specific conversation with my family regarding it. It was just always something I was doing. Like I, like I said, I've been doing it since I was out of high school and yeah, mum has even seen photos of me on like Abby Winters. Like there's like, actually she's friends with one of the girls that I was in those photos with. Like she like friended her on Facebook and everything. And she's like, Oh, she's such, she's a huge, like, I don't know, she stands her way too hard. It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we're friends to this day. Like, obviously, she's one of my best friends. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, showed them. Like, I think they were, I was, I think I'd labelled them, like, workshops you can see. <laughs> like, and they, yeah. they're just, like, us dancing and, like, eating pizza with our tits out kind of thing. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. tame. But, yeah, I've never hidden it from anyone. So um, I haven't had anyone, like, I don't know, overtly, you know, sexualized me in my life because of it. Um, I think because I'm so open about it, it has culled a lot of, like, potential douchebags from my life. Yeah. Because you can't can't pay for that fucking kind of screening, to be honest. Um, So I, yeah, I've gone on a couple of dates and constantly one of the main things I, I see other sex workers ask other sex workers is generally um like if you're going on a date like how like do you when do you tell them because it's like it's something you should tell your partner obviously but do you do you tell them like some people like to you know a few dates in or like don't even fucking tell them just keep it keep it secret like yeah most people I knew back when I first started sex work they didn't tell anyone like not their partners not their parents, no one. Like yeah. the only people that knew that they did sex work were the people they fucking worked with. And yeah. that's it. Um, which is so isolating, which is why I think sex work Twitter is such a big thing now because all of a sudden they're not isolated. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was going to say like I've been on a couple of dates and I personally will say pretty much straight up like for I have two rules like tell them straight like pretty much straight away and don't fuck them on the first night yeah because you do not want to be like yeah I'm a sex worker and then go home with them and then they never fucking call you again because you're a whore it's like well then why'd you put out for free you just fucked a complete douchebag and now you're gonna feel even worse about fucking him and getting like ghosted by this creep like who needs that exactly um so I've been on a couple of dates and funnily enough, like, we had a great time, all this sort of stuff. And, like, yeah, especially the last one, my friend, my housemates took me speed dating. And That'd be fun. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Like, we had, we had a great, you know, good time. It was, I'd never been speed dating before, like, that yeah, at all. It was a whole new experience for me. Um, it was a messy night. Anyway, so, um so we're all like, we're dropping this dude off at his place. He's trying to convince me to come home with him. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going home with you tonight, mate. Like, let's, let's go out on another date and have some fun, you know, but it's not going on tonight. Yeah. Had already told, I had told him at that point that I was a sex worker. The very next day we like, we were going to like hook up. I thought probably 
you know, later on in the week. That was, so I texted, I was like, hey, you know, I'm free. Like these are the days I'm free. Like let's set something up. Oh, I don't think I'm really ready for a relationship right now. Um, so really sorry if like that's, you know, if you felt like I, you know, feel like I'm, I'm, I led you on or anything. I was like, no, cunt, you just did not want to date a sex worker, but you sure wanted to fuck one for free. Literally. Um, so, yeah, look, oh I feel God. like if you tell them straight away and then you know straight away that's better than emotionally um, getting attached to someone and then yeah. finding out they're a complete stooge and then feeling bad about that whole situation. Like, this just, for me, it just wipes all of that potential mess away and this is, yeah, yeah I mean, having said that, I'm being single for, like, nearly, like, over a decade like let's be real yeah. <laughs> I've been single a very long time yeah. and I might die single but look I'd prefer that to be than dealing with like idiots who just can't can't deal with who I actually like what I do for a, a job like can't date a sex worker and you know then be like oh I don't like your job sorry well, you liked me just fine, bef- you know, Before, beforehand. So, yeah, it would know, really cut through a lot of my bills and like make me a proper kept woman. Yeah, have any say in the matter. So yeah, yeah. with casual dating, do they ever assume that like you're not going to have any like sexual boundaries and that they can do like anything to you? No. Well, like I said, well, it hasn't really gotten to that point. Yeah. Um, so. I'm going to say no. That's my experience. Yeah. Um, I feel like, and like sex workers are like hyper aware of their boundaries. Yeah. Hyper aware of your, like if I asked any of my civilian friends, I was like, so what are your boundaries? They'd probably go, what? Like, you know, like, so, you know, what would happen if a guy just put a finger in your bum? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I'd like it. That's something you and your lover should talk about they don't though they don't that's actually a big issue I've had so many friends be like oh my god like they go on like a tinder hookup and like he just stuck his finger in my ass and they're like I don't know what to to do about it you stick one straight back in his yes (laughs) and just or or make it real sexy and spit on it first like this is why I'm single like yeah see what I mean yeah My friends who provide BDSM services, like it is a huge red flag because that obviously in their initial meeting, a lot of them will ask, so, hey, you know, what are your do's and don'ts? Like, what are your boundaries? And like, if you tell a BDSM provider, I don't have any boundaries, you're getting blocked, mate. That's what you're getting. You're not getting any kind of service. You're getting blocked. Yeah. You don't know it. What you probably want to see is a sex worker and just say, you know, I think I'm a bit kinky. Will you slap me and call me a naughty boy? Like, that's probably what they're after. Um, I don't have any boundaries. Only idiots say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it, sex workers are hyper aware of their boundaries. So, like, you could try and act like a sex worker in your life has no boundaries while you're, but like, if that's how you are, then you probably. You're probably not getting with that sex worker. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, when you're working with a client, do you ever get like aroused, or can you just have do you just have sex with them without that arousal? Yeah, that's what lube's for. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what lube's for. I mean, you know, I get aroused like half. 
deep. Okay, so great. It's like the old example of like what it's like to do sex worker, uh, sex work is um, if you go to your local supermarket and the first 10 guys and you can't be like, oh, skip that one. Like the first 10 guys you see in that supermarket are your first 10 clients and you have to have sex with them. Like that's you, you and those cunts aren't making you come. Like, <laughs> um, but on the other side as well, like I have had what I would call, I don't know if this is industry-wide or just randomly me, but I'm pretty sure it's in like industry-wide. If you asked enough sex workers, they'd probably tell you this. Um, I've had ninja orgasms. Little fuckers sneak right up on you. You don't know it's happening until like, bam. And you're like, what the fuck? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, ninja orgasms. That's the only way to describe them. Oh, my God. Just... I love that term. I've never heard that. <laughs> like, for instance, I, I still remember the first one because, like, the shock is, like, like real. I am at, I mean, it. it's like... I, I mean, because it's a body response, right? So you yeah. can't always control what's going on. Like, it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, if yeah. it's not, it's not. Like, blame the body, not like yeah. me. So, yeah, of course these things happen. <laughs> but I remember that first one because it was just so shocking. The guy would have had to have been 90. He was, like, this six-foot-tall, like, skinny Asian guy who's, like, like, like knocking on death's door man like the guy was really old yeah and that happened <laughs> like, <laughs> like i literally like i had a moment after that i was like holy shit bro bro <laughs> i can just imagine <laughs> like and i remember i was fucking young too like like uncomfortably young fuck it like in this particular concept like dude well it's like in his 90s and I would have had to have been like I would have been 19 maybe so yeah and I looked until I was about 24 25 like I looked uncomfortably young back then too yeah so the everything about it was like problematic but at the same time I left that booking laughing my ass off and loving my job (laughs) yeah like referring him to all my friends <laughs> you're like so you know if you want to see me next time if you see like other girls like these are the girls you should probably visit as well like <laughs> all my friends dude that's so funny <laughs> what's the most interesting thing you've learned while being a sex worker um probably just um that everyone you're you're someone's ultimate sex object I mean it sounds weird but like that's kind of important to know within yourself like if you for your like when you for people like me who had like serious body issues growing up like that was really powerful like even today like that half hour in Abby Winter's office like looking at those comments changed my whole like world view um like all of us like I mean I remember thinking like I was gonna be I was really upset because there's never gonna be that tall skinny supermodel type right but like all through high school I had crushes on girls who were like basically my body shape and size and stuff like I wasn't crushing on those people like I had sex with people like that later they bruise me like just bones like it's not for me like it's 
So it was a weird disconnect because I like in my brain, like I was fully programmed for like what society had said is sexy and pretty and mm-hmm. that was where your self-worth has to be. Um, and that broke all of that down like real quick. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I had like instantly a much healthier view um, on my, of myself. And I was able to recognize that straight away in other people after that too, um, which is also nice because other people want to hear that too, that, you know, yeah. some yeah. people like that ass, you know, <laughs> honey, someone loves your shoulders, babe. Your nose is fucking someone's number one. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think people would come in and just stroke my nose. Like that was the thing, the whole like people like the strangest of things. Like it's just yeah. I can't stress how ex- like how important that that was like yeah. for me personally. Yeah, and cuz like there's just there's not enough of that not necessarily like acceptance, but like you just for people in like their at really any age, especially like social media, people use social media. There's so much just what you should look like, and they follow all these people that their ideals. And then it's so hard when they look in the mirror themselves. And if they're not interacting with people who support, you know, who love yeah. their body, it just it's so it'd be so hard. So like, it'd be so so many people would never even get to that point where they can be like, no, somebody will love, you know, my my stretch marks and my you know all those different parts. And you look at it today, like some of like some of the highest selling OnlyFans are like shot on like some bad camera, and it's like it's they're not well edited. They're like just real people. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the marketers you see are fantastic marketers out there, you know. But like the majority of these people that are making some good money are like just real people. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the representation of real people in porn? Because I feel like when you go through Pornhub and their featured videos, it's all this, like, real stage, not, like, how we really have sex. Like, what do you think about, like, that representation? Um, well, as someone who mostly makes porn and doesn't watch any of it, <laughs> uh, look, I like, I, and I'm never on Pornhub, to be honest. I think yeah. the websites absolutely fucking trash i think the last time i was on it was um to have a video taken down of me that was not consensual so not a fan of pornhub but uh i feel like if you look most places other than pornhub um most of the places where i where i will you know produce content and stuff is it's growing more and more popular to show real situations real people um what they do um like I think it's starting to sort of be seen like for people who produce that sort of stuff as well like it's got to be just too expensive for too little game like no one wants mm-hmm. to hear about your storyline of someone coming to clean the pool like it's an actual freaking joke now like yeah literally yeah like people might watch your your parody porns for a laugh or whatever and like I won't lie that's the only porn I will watch and it's not for the porn like Oh my god, the Alice in Wonderland musical from the 70s. Dude, you need to watch that shit. Anyone needs to watch that. It is amazing. Yep. Is it? Like pretty sure they actually got theater kids to freaking do this shit. Like it's yep. the, the whole thing is just fantacular. Yep. Um but but for actual like story arcs and stuff in porn and like well-produced like 
porn movies and things like that. I just, I don't know. For me, it's just not a thing mm-hmm. that I'd be interested in watching anymore. Um, not that I ever was, but uh, it's certainly like I'd be more in favorable of going to see like the shorter clips of people who are really, really there to enjoy what they're doing and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, and especially a lot of the content creators as well will like make content on days when they're especially having a great time or whatever. So, you know, it's, you like to know that the people producing the content as well kind of have some sort of enjoyment out of it as well. Like, yeah. We're all exhibitionists out here. (laughs) And I think one thing, if people started actually paying for their porn and watching, you know, different, like in one porn that actually is where people are enjoying it and it's not just this big slack, I don't even know, like, you know, just not the big stage show of where, like, the chick's just getting fucked to the absolute shithouse and she's having the best time of her life even though, like, she might not be... I think going, oh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the things yeah. I watch, I'm like, I mean, obviously everyone's different. Some people might genuinely enjoy that. But, like, it's just yeah. – and then you get guys come in here and they try and do this big fucking show and it's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> My personal favourite is when they put the leg up because I'm like, that's a porn move. That's only yeah. there so yeah. that you can – it's like dude there's no mirror there no one's watching and you aren't fucking me properly like put that fucking leg away boy (laughs) that is i've never thought of it like that that is so true all the time yeah dude yeah that is oh my gosh literally (laughs) um with in regards to sex workers and sexual health there's obviously like a lot of a big misconception that sex workers therefore are going to be riddled with like STIs and different things, even though it's probably literally so far the opposite. You guys will be having like the safest sex out of, you know, the us going out on a Saturday night and going home, waking up and like, you know, you've got no condoms used, anything. How do sex workers protect their sexual health? Um, so the laws are kind of really all over the place when it comes to porn and sex work. So when I first started in sex work, um, in porn, so you get your, your full STI screen. Um, and, but for porn, you have to have the whole thing. Like you have to wait for your test results, whatever. Yeah. Get your thing. Um, it's all your, all your results or whatever. And you coast, like you sign usually with the cosign whoever you're working with kind of thing. So you both see them. It's all up in the thing. Yeah. Um, works completely surprised me. I remember thinking that like being surprised by this, but when, when you're getting tested so much, like all of a sudden this does actually start to make a little bit more, like it's just more convenient. Um, so it used to be every month you'd go for your swabs. So you get yep. your vaginal swabs. And then every three months you go and get your blood screened as well. Yeah. Um, so every month and then on the third month you get your bloods and swabs done. Now the law change, and then you just go home, you go with a certificate saying that Leah Knights has presented herself and had all her STI screenings done, blah, 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 and it would be dated and that's what you take to your brothel or whatever. It doesn't yeah. have your real name or anything like that on it. That's all you need to go and work in a brothel. So yeah. you've had your tests done. 
Um, then, so at a certain point, I think it was maybe two or three years after, it was early 2000s, the laws changed because it was becoming to a point where it was just a waste of resources because, of course, we don't pay for these tests. The government does. Yeah. Um, it was just a waste of money because all these sex workers are getting monthly tests and they're all coming back negative. Like, yeah, it's a waste of our freaking time kind of thing. So they changed the law and they said, like, sex workers have to, you know, they do bloods and swabs on the, you know, every three months. And that's what we do. I remember when that law changed, I was so paranoid still that I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I'm still going every month. Like, I did. I went for about a year. I, yeah, at least I'd say a year after. Maybe even more, like, of still getting monthly tests. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, asking for, like, extra tests as well, like, um, I get my throat swabbed as well, even though um, I perform everything with a condom. Um, you just you just don't know, like, just little things can pinch in the ass. So if you're yeah. not careful, yeah, always get the extra tests done. If you could change anything about the sex industry, what would it be? The obvious answer, obviously, um, I would want it to be decriminalised all around the world. Like, I'd want it to be just a normal, like... Who's thinking about this? Like, why is this an issue? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would. I would wish for decrim all around the world. Um, but that's all rest of But yeah, decrim for all hookers. Um, if like smart ass answer, like I, I'd, I'd wish there was like, like a dumb cunt quiz that you had to pass before you could do sex work. Yeah. Sorry, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking idiot in this industry as well. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like every every corner of you know every job has like idiots. But like, that test goes as well for people who want to see sex workers, because <laughs> I think that like filter out all the one worded requests. Yeah, but no, imagine crim or Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't even realize that because like. Because it's, it's not decriminalised in Australia, is it? It's just, like, they've got laws in place. We have um, different states. Yeah. Uh, I'm not fully up on the laws in all of the other states, but in yeah. um, legalisation. So we work under, like, regulations. And, look, this model works sort of okay for me. I prefer decrim. Um, like, things like having to get an SWA number to work with, yeah. um so you, you you have to go on a registry for life like people don't realize this shit is for life like i've heard people go oh but you can take your name off the thing like damage is done like we share that information with other countries like there so are people put it go- all for life you have your name connected to it and they share it with everyone yeah because you've registered as a sex worker yeah. Yeah. Um, there is there are instances of people who've had trouble getting into other countries because of this list. Um, yeah. Like, and I mean, it's not necessarily open to the public, but it it is it is information we share with other like intelligence agencies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it's not it's not great. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Literally, and it shouldn't be something that defines you anyway. Like, it's work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So that and the other big thing that really uh, impacts me is um, not being able to do in calls legally. Uh, so if I want it, which is why I tour, because if I want to work um, privately, we've already covered, like, I'm not going to your house. I don't trust where you live. <laughs> like, I'm just, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Come to me. Um, but in Victoria, that's illegal to have, mm-hmm. you know, a safe space set up where you and that's another worker. crazy. Um, yeah, so that's illegal, but it's totally fine if you own a, you know, if you can, if you can afford to go through the millions of dollars it takes to go and get a brothel license and then mm-hmm. own a brothel and do all the brothel things, like you have to have shit tons of money to do that. No, no one's got fucking money to do that. Like five people in Victoria have fucking money to do that. And I might be overestimating, like yeah. a small amount of people have like kind of a, a monopoly over commercial sex work in like the brothel setting in yeah. Victoria really because these fucking laws so yeah yeah as pro brothel as my experience has been yeah still fuck that law um and I really do enjoy working privately with my friends so if I had the opportunity to do that here we'd be renting a place um you know somewhere sort of just out of the city you know somewhere approachable for a good many clients and and you know we do our own thing you know tucked in a little corner or something more discreet light where can my listeners find you um okay so pretty much uh well my uh, youtube channel is always a good one uh so it's just ask a sex worker um or you could pretty much just google me leah knights anywhere like i've I, I've just had my Twitter account suspended today. Oh, no. That's the worst. Sucks. Um, So I don't really have a Twitter at the moment. But, um, yeah, look, Google Leah Knights. You can always find me. Um, All my links slash Leah Knights. Yeah. Awesome. And I put them all in the description too so everyone can find them there. Thank you so much, Leah, for coming on and talking about so much within the sex industry and what you do. That's fine. I was really happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you again to Leah for coming on and talking about so much within the sex industry. I'm sure all you shaggers agreed that we all probably learned something today. And it was also fucking hilarious. As always, shaggers, please write in with your comments, questions, stories, or whatever you've got to either my Instagram at the sealed section or or my email, emilyduncan at thesealedsection.com. Please subscribe to The Sealed Section on whatever podcast platform you use to listen to these episodes, and also leave a review, as I would love to know what you're thinking. So thank you, Shaggers, and I will see you next week. (laughs)